welcome, welcome, welcome to the What's Next broad- broadcast. Welcome to the broadcast. We got fun and games. I'm so excited about this episode. <laughs> I said broadcast instead of podcast. Uh-huh. This is the ultimate album episode. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at the top of the mountain. You will find no better content than what Dave and I are going to deliver to you today. When you get out of the truck and you get to that trailhead, you put that old backpack on, you have a granola, half a granola bar, you put the other half in, wait for halfway up there. Right. Hit start on your watch because nothing happens unless you record it and take a picture. This is the top of the mountain. You're going to want to listen to this podcast over and over again. I mean, every day. <laughs> Instead of the album, actually. Just yeah. listening to us talk about the album. Yeah. This, so, is, this is the final episode brought to you by Seven Bar Barbecue out of Rockdale, Texas. They decided to do our music series. They sent us these great hats. Um, Seven Bar Barbecue, Braden Wallace, all the family helping out. Great barbecue. Go see him. He learned from a top 50 place. And he's trying to get on that top 50. He, it, he'll be there. He'll be there Friday, Saturday only. Don't go on Wednesday. We've already talked about that. Now, let's talk about when you're thinking of a band and you're thinking about a band that you want to go see live, you want to hear on a deserted island, and you only have one album, all our 73 listeners that have heard previous episodes where what would you listen to on a deserted island mm-hmm. what do you want to hear when the aggies are about to kick off what do you want to listen to at tailgate i want to listen to it all day every day <laughs> guns and roses appetite for destruction came out in 1987 we were both in high school We were both impressionable. <laughs> Who introduced you to this album? Headbangers Ball. Oh yeah, I got it. I got yeah. it from Kevin Watson. Who got it from Headbangers Ball? I heard this song on Headbangers Ball on MTV from 11 to midnight on Saturday nights, and I said, "Tomorrow, I will own this." So what was the song that you heard? Was it Welcome to the Jungle? Yeah, this was their very first video. So the first song that hit for me was Mr. Brownstone. Okay, so you had already had someone get the album. Yeah, he handed me a tape and he said, trust me, you're going to like it. And the first couple of songs, I heard them and they were like, okay, like, yeah, it's a lot. I was taking it all in. But then it got to Mr. Brownstone. I was like, oh. And... I mean, this is like going to the X Games and watching dudes flip their motorcycle. <laughs> it's next level. I mean, the whole <laughs> album is just ba-boom. Again, like we talked about with Led Zeppelin, strong drums, strong guitar. Steve Adler. I love it. On the drums, guitar. Slash. Izzy. Straddling. They even had great names. Oh. Slash. Izzy Straddling. Axel Rose. Axel Rose, by the way, where is he from? West Lafayette, Indiana, home of Purdue University. No kidding. No kidding. Little you could drive fact. by his home now. Little known fact, Norm. <laughs> Thanks, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So I remember driving around in Riker Hall's Jeep. All right. No doors. No. No top. No top. And no just limits. cranking this album. Yeah. Happy as a clam. I rocked this thing so many times. I bought the cassette four times. It melted twice. A lady friend took it once. I bought it again. <laughs> I've had the CD stolen multiple, multiple, multiple times. I've done cocaine off of the CD cover. And when you came to our house, when we lived on Lemon Tree, oh, yeah. you're going to hear this. thousand percent. It's going to be in the rotation, but you're going to hear it. That and poison. <laughs> I mean, there's just there's not a bad... No, this this first album. Um, so the first hit for me was Brownstone. Yep. Second one was Night Train. Okay. And that's when I found Paradise City. And then yeah. I was kind of late to the show. And Welcome to the Jungle. And it's so easy. But I'll tell you what. Like what we discussed last episode. I personally think they saved the best for last on this album. Yeah, they definitely did. Um, welcome to the Jungle. Off the charts, good. Night train, hard to beat. Do you remember in college, we went to a liquor store and tried to find night train? And we found some, <laughs> and it's awful. It was, it was um, shall we say, one of those things is better left. You know, don't meet your heroes. Remember when my grandfather used to always tell us, you get what you pay for? <laughs> he did. That was one of his favorite things. Night Train, $2.75. Not good. Do you think if your granddad could look at the full tally of what you spent on alcohol in your lifetime, that he would roll over in that grave? He would be very pleased <laughs> that I employ other people. Right. I know there's a lot I to like, but children, that number would be. But the number would shock him. Right. <laughs> It'd shock us all. The um, This is a weird band that the albums are way better than the live experience. I totally agree. Because they hated each other. <laughs> and if, Axel's if not that great of a singer. If they would have taken separate planes, separate <laughs> hotels, separate buses, they'd have been fine. But they hated each other so much. So I remember Kevin Watson and I, we requested off of the Town Crier Steakhouse. Okay. Which, by the way, still to this day is people's favorite episode that we ever did. Because that was the... Breaking group. down the Town Crier Steakhouse. So any new fans, go back we and go check to, that old one out. We first spent season. three years in college together. And the two years that we spent together at Town Crier, same amount of stories. Shaped, shaped our lives. Anyway, Kevin and I requested off to go to Texas Stadium. With All right. And Guns N' Roses, who was just starting to hit, yep. was opening for NXS. Is that the weirdest opening for NXS? Opening for NXS. Okay. And I'm telling you, 75% of that audience was there to see Guns N' Roses. Hell yeah. And what confused the hell out of us, and it didn't make sense to years later, but there was a point in the concert where Axel started whistling. And we looked around, and people were whistling with him. 
And this is, keep in mind, this is before the internet. And we don't know why everyone seems to know to whistle everything that Axel is listening. So we'd realize that we were not in the in crowd at all. And so y'all hadn't gone back and found the prior album. Like uh, live, like a suicide or whatever. Yeah, yeah I know. I U- Uzi I suicide. still can't find yeah. it. Yeah, this is called Lies. Yeah, well, so this came on Lies. This came out after. I'm talking about the only thing out that we could get was Appetite at the yeah. time, and Axel's up there whistling, and people are whistling along with yeah, it. Yeah, you saw him very, very early. Oh yeah, because this came out pretty close after Sweet Child of Mine, and they were like. Oh my God, this is blowing up. Let's get something. We gotta get some out quick to go because they went back into the studio to record, and they're like, "Okay, we gotta kick something out." And a lot of them were covers. I think half of them were covers. Yeah. But yeah, people knew this patience and this, song, and this is the only song off of this album that they released because the rest of them weren't politically correct. <laughs> oh yeah, there was a. Some, you know, some uh, hot sports opinions shared I, by. I used to love her, but I had to kill her. She's <laughs> lying out in my backyard. That doesn't sell well in the 80s. No, and you'd think it sell better then than now. Now that's on Disney rap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had moved to the city and nice boys don't play rock and roll. Yeah. No, GNR lies. I mean, they put it out as an afterthought. It was their first EP. There's only like seven songs on it. Yeah. And that was, I mean, every song was kick-ass. Do you remember David Hancock's Trans Am's license plate? I do not. G-N-R-L-Y-S. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Dave Hancock. Navy blue. <laughs> oh, yeah. He used to crank it up while we were drinking beer behind Town Cryer. He had subwoofers Solid in the back work. of that Transamerica that must have been 18 inches in oh circumference. So for for me with Guns N' Roses, it was the shedding of a skin. It was like a snake it, moving on to adult life or something. Yep. Like when I heard this album, there was never I, I wasn't going back. No. And it it made me feel more Okay, this is what I was supposed to listen to. Right. It's angry. It's riled. It's cool. It's because it, it and grunge. It's not grunge, but it and grunge were hitting right around the same five-year period yeah. where everyone got out of all that pop rock. Yeah, because before this, we had hair band. Yeah, and you mentioned Rat being we uh, had rat, top five out of really all liked. time. <laughs> we had Rat. We had fifty-one fifty, which was you could. You can listen to 5150 with your girlfriend in the car. You can listen to Rat. Lee Lewis's top five. This, you got this cranked windows down. This is, uh, I've moved into your neighborhood. I'm not taking your shit. Yeah, and you're, I got your satisfaction. <laughs> and this is the first open FU song Pretty much from here, this opened the door for NWA. Yeah. <laughs> so young Blair Lewis, he's moved into his brother's room. His brother's off at college now. Earlier, uh, okay. when I painted the picture of me writing down the lyrics of Black Dog. That was in your room. That was in my room. But when Brooke moved out, he had a bigger room, and it had a front window. 
so I could see all the guys coming in and out of Bronwyn, <laughs> Bronwyn's house. So I moved into his room, and I had a poster on my back door of Guns N' Roses. And they had, like, whiskey bottles at their feet, and they were wearing cowboy boots ripped up. And, and yeah. Axel had the teased-up hair like he has in, in um, Welcome to the Jungle video. And normally my dad would come in and talk to me and just open the door, you know, and then it would be tucked in behind there. None the wiser. And then he'd shut the door and leave. This particular time, he didn't want mom to hear what he was going to say. So he shut the door with him inside, thus revealing the, um, shall we say, uh, shrined alcohol and violence that was on my door. So Big Fee got a raw look yeah. at Guns N' Roses and what his son was up mm, to. Mm, mm, mm. Didn't didn't shine well. When we got to digital phone era, you could set your own ringtone. And I said, what song do I want to hear every time someone calls me? <laughs> Never get tired of it. People call you a lot. Oh, especially if you're an insurance agent. Daily. And if you work in insurance, they really call you a lot. This is what I hear every time any of you 73 listeners call me. <laughs> and I don't pick up till the third ring. So I can get all the way almost to the dawn. And then I'll pick up. I see your name on the screen. I'm enjoying the tune. So I thought I was the only one who knew this album. Yeah. And then when this video came out. And they're at like Cotton Bowl or something, oh. and everyone's going. It ape. exploded. It really like, did explode. Oh, I've, I'm definitely not the only one who knows this album. So, Paradise City by far. I mean, just a cool anthem. Just a, now they play it. You can't go to a football game or a hockey game. Probably not here. Then if you want to bring it on down. Bring it on down. You and your lady friend want to go out to the airport, watch the planes land. Just listen is to that, that guitar. Is that a thing? For those of you wondering if we took off our headphones, we did not. We're drinking beer. <laughs> that guitar riff is just amazing. You know, sometimes you... You're Icarus. You fly too close to the sun. <laughs> and Guns N' Roses did, man. Rarefied air. Sweet child of mine. They shot the video behind the video. And I was like, they kept on showing like the little train track with the movie camera on right. it. And it was just going around Slash. And I was like, stop pointing away from Slash. I'm trying to figure out what he's playing what on the chord his guitar. Progression I just bought a guitar. I'm trying to figure it out. Put the camera back on the guitar. And nowadays, boy, he probably he probably has a video yeah. you know, where he would show you. Oh, with Guitar Hero. He showed you exactly how to do it. That's true. 
this is a song that, like, even I think begrudgingly, my, my dad would say, Yeah, that's a pretty good rock and roll oh, song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you sat down, Robert Plant, Mick Jagger, uh, who else? Um, Black Jack. Jack Black. Dave. If you sat down, all those guys, Dave Grohl, right. they would all say, This is a great effing song. It is one of the rare songs that I've easily heard this. I mean, it's got to be 100,000 times. What do you think? At least. 10,000? I don't know what number's real, but... I've been with you for 100. I am no less enthused by it now than I was in the beginning. But amazingly, this isn't even our favorite song. Not even close. Not even close. The cool thing about this song is... It leads into other cool songs. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the beginning of the back half of the album, isn't it? <laughs> when we saw them live, it was so bizarre. That's that, back when it was called Starplex. Well, yeah. Well, that I'm talking about the last time we saw them. Oh, yeah. When we saw them at Jerry World, and it was the reunion tour, and they hated each other. And they clearly worked out a deal. They said... Okay, I'm going to play some stuff off Spaghetti Western China Experiment or whatever the hell Axel called his album. So he would come out and play on a piano for 20 minutes while we went to the bathroom. And then Slash would play a nice 12-minute solo on the guitar. And then they would go back to good tunes. I'm telling you, when I watched Slash at that concert, it was like watching a master at their craft. Like... Unbelievable how good he is. He owned the crowd both times we saw him, especially the first time. He was on fire. Yeah, he's special. My way, your way, anything goes tonight. I love the opening. I see your sister in her Sunday dress. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... They didn't have anything that calmed the crowd. No, they weren't good at that anyway. Yeah, just, they they just show up two hours late. Rocket. Everyone's agitated and pissed. And then they just come out and yeah. drop a bomb on the place. If only they could have gotten along. <laughs> I mean, we would still be seeing them right now. Hell, I just saw the Rolling Stones. Yeah. I hadn't seen these guys in 10 years. It's what Donnie calls the pathos of greatness. A lot of crazy in greatness. Yeah. Well, that is the greatest way to start the last song. But you leave the greatest for the end. You do. So this was not a hit. I don't even think it was a single. Nope. But if you ask a real Guns N' Roses fan... What their favorite out uh, favorite song is? Yep, I'd be hard pressed to think you're gonna find anyone that this isn't in the top five. I specifically set this is the last two songs of every half marathon I've ever run and my marathon. Really? Just so you to end it to get this. Get me through. For those of you that don't know, this is Rocket Queen. What have you been looking for, Dave? 
I had the lyrics wrong there. <laughs> I've been looking for some. I guess they took inspiration for We Are the Champions at the end of the Queen album, where they just combined the two songs. Yeah. But this is badass. Because if you get to the second half, there's a to- this is kind of like what I was talking about in an earlier episode of the, with 21 Pilots. Yeah. That you go through half of the song and it's one way, and then there's this med- melody or something that transitions, and then all of a sudden the, the whole beat changes and the tenor. And-, and I never even really thought about it until I watched the documentary on Queen, and I was like, and they're playing, we are the champions, and they're, and then it just totally turned, and I was like, ah, okay. There are people who are smarter than us, and yeah. they do their jobs well. Yeah. So, you said, we're leaving Abilene. Mm-hmm. We had a cooler full of beer, <laughs> right? And it wasn't the Blues Brothers movie. It's 106 it, miles of Chicago. It's dark. We're wearing close. sunglasses. And you <laughs> said we can either start drinking now. Mm-hmm. This sounds like me. <laughs> and I can drive the speed limit, mm-hmm. or we can hold off a little while and I'll speed. I was like, we can make it to Cisco. <laughs> so we made it 45 minutes. For those of you that are not familiar with. Driving to College Station from from Abilene. No, no, no. It's where we were going to the concert. Oh. We were going to Dallas. I was going to say, we were going the wrong direction. <laughs> we made a two-and-a-half-hour trip, <laughs> and in 45 minutes, we had to bring it on down. <laughs> <laughs> this band's brought me a lot of joy in the years, and it will for many, many uh. to come. I listen to this. Right here's a little homage to uh, Hungry Like the Wolf, where you get yeah. the woman with the orgasmic. You know, the story One on this. One thing about Axel, he loved production. The story on this is that Axel was having sex with Steve Adler's girlfriend in yeah, the song. And yeah. that was recording it. Yes. And what drove everybody else crazy is everybody else in the band just wanted to play their instrument, record, and then go drink beer. Right. Not Axel. Axel wanted it to be all crazy. He he got his wish in the next album. Now, here's where we go to the We Are the Champions portion of the program. Mowed a lot of yards to this song. Someone's punching their dashboard <laughs> right now. <laughs> ah, good times. Good times, headball. Dave, this is the definitive list. There's no reason to search out 10 other albums. I know Marvin Gaye was not on our list. No, uh, Miss that one. Liz Fair, Lil Fair, whatever the hell that was that beat out. Yeah, we didn't get Liz Fair. There's no Chuck Berry, there's no Elvis, there's no Beatles, but it's our list, damn it. It is, and it's definitive, and in top ten, we only gave you nine, so it leaves you wanting. Yes. Just like Dave and I's lovers. Yes. It's good talking to you, everybody, and we'll see you soon. (laughs) 